healing school days and uh, I didn't want to rejoice how many of you know you get around people rejoicing and if you're not careful your soul kind of pressed down depressed because of whatever's whatever you're listening to the wrong voices how many of you know what I'm talking about and this one usher in healing school he was he was always up you know what I mean Always, hallelujah, good, glory to God. Always just, and I was not in one of those flows. <laughs> and he came over. I saw, and I was in the prayer and healing center. I could see out the glass doors, and I could see him coming. I'm thinking, oh man, I just don't want to talk to him right now. He'll be glorifying God and praising God. And... So I made me a. I, I went back into the back. And there's a closet back there where they had, yeah, you won't believe it, but I did it. There's a closet back there where they had, they stored the books and you could get in it, you know. So I closed the door and got in there because I didn't want to rejoice. Actually did it. Actually did it. Amen. Until I figured he left and then I came out. Well, I'm just describing what some of you are experiencing here this morning. I, I sure hope they stop rejoicing pretty soon. You know what I'm talking about? And, and listen, I just told you a story about me, so don't get to... <laughs> Amen. You know what that was? You know what that was where, where I didn't want to rejoice? Unbelief was dominating me. Unbelief was dominating me. Yeah, that's right. It ain't pretty, but that's right. That's the same spirit whenever Joshua and Caleb said, we can do it. Let's go get it. We'll go up and possess the land. Everybody else wanted to stone them with stones. I felt that murderous spirit come on me. You know what I'm talking about? Rejoice. You know what I'm talking about? You know what that's called? It's called bondage. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Praise God. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, what do we do now? Y'all done? Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. I'm seeing people smile. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. <laughs> yeah, praise God. Well, greet three people and say, I have gladdened myself this morning. Thank you, Jesus. God, amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. <Glory>. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Hallelujah. There's a miracle. Walk. There's a running miracle right there. <laughs> this is, you know, the Bible says. The Bible says a merry heart does good like a medicine. Does good like a medicine. Yeah, so if you've had symptoms coming against you, you can take your medicine this morning. <laughs> I found what we're talking about right now, I found it, it, it's just good for what ails you. It's just good in every area. Every area. Just bless you in every area. Amen. And if people think you're strange, you just say, you just say, don't worry about me, I'm just on my medication. <laughs> my medicine made me this way. <laughs> you, just, you just tell them my doctor's my doctor's treating some things in my life and my medicine makes me this way. <laughs> <laughs> well, praise the Lord. Well, you can be seated. You can be seated. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> you ought to hear some of the testimonies of some of these people that are rejoicing. 
I'm thinking of two of them, two of them right now. The doctors said they had cancer and didn't know if they'd live. Yeah, look at them. Here they are, healthy. <laughs> right. Amen. You know, you can judge things by their fruit. Yeah, you can judge it by the fruit. Amen. Praise God. You're, you're, I, you, you might not like what you, the rejoicing, but you can see, judge it's God by the fruit. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. You know that verse. Let's let's think about that verse. Proverbs 15:15. Proverbs 15:15. In the amplified Somebody got the amplified close I can read it. Proverbs 15:15. You know, a lot of people, they say, well, you don't know, here it is, thank you. You don't understand what I'm going through. I can't rejoice. You don't know what I'm going through. Listen to the Amplified, Proverbs 15, 15. All the days of the desponding and afflicted are made evil by anxious thoughts and foreboding. But he that is of a glad heart hath a continual feast regardless of circumstances. Regardless of circumstances. But what stands out to me, all the days, all all the days, all of them, of the desponding and afflicted are, you need to circle that, those two words, made evil. You know something cannot be so and you make it so? You can be redeemed, and yet you make your days as if you're not redeemed. Just because of, look at what he said, anxious thoughts and foreboding. If you look up the word foreboding, it means just an awareness of something bad's going to happen. You're just always expecting something bad to happen. Not expecting it to go, go, you know, go like the Word of God says expecting it to go the wrong direction. And he said, it's that anxious thoughts and foreboding or expecting the worst, not expecting anything good to happen. Expecting it to always be the same. He said, that makes it stay the same. So people say, you don't understand. You know, you don't know what I'm going through. Well, what made it that way? Okay, we're going home right now. <laughs> now, the devil can attack, but listen, you can, this, this, this will repel it. So where it, he can't make it stick. Don't, you know, don't, don't think, well, I got attacked, so that means I'm not being joyful. No, you, you can be joyful when the devil attacks, but he can't make it stick. He can't get it on the inside, and he, he can't make it hang around your life. that make any sense? Yes, yes, yes. So, but you just don't know what I'm going through. What's keeping it that way? What's keeping it that way? 
Yes, the devil attacks. But what's keeping? What, what, why is it sticking around? Why is it hanging around? Amen. Hallelujah. I'm just thinking of two people right here right now. They were, they were attacked with cancer, told they don't, there's not much chance. We'd have to do, do a lot of stuff to get, get you to live. You know what I'm talking about? I'm paraphrasing. That's, that's you know, farm boy lingo. <laughs> but but uh, here they are living. Amen. He imagined a mischievous device and he wasn't able to perform it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So it's joy that is like a repellent. It's like a bug repellent. You know what I mean? It's like a... Can't, it, it'll, it might come, but it just, it just, yeah. it's, it's, my wife used to always say, slides off like slime. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Yeah. Who's, yeah. Whose Bible was this? Thank you. Ha, ha, ha. Ah. Praise the Lord. I have a pastor friend of mine. You know, I wouldn't have said this about him, but he said it about himself. Um, he was, I don't know, six, in his 60s, and he was attacked with cancer. I think it was cancer. And, uh, you know, we knew him, saw him at Dad Hagen's meetings, good man, love, I mean, powerful man, really, and uh, down in Florida. And so <laughs> he told me one time, he said he was attacked with cancer. I hadn't seen him for maybe a year and a half or so, and I saw him, and he said he had been attacked with cancer. I said, really? And he said, the doctors gave me very little hope. He said, but this is what he said, he said, but he said, the devil jumped on the wrong donkey. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I like that. I like that. I wouldn't have called him a donkey, but you know what he said. He just... You ever seen a go, go, donkeys will do it or horses, you know? They don't want to be ridden, and so they'll just kick you off, you know? That's the way you need to do. Praise the Lord. 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 Well, somebody said, you know, that seems to be a habit with you. You're just always rejoicing. Leave me alone. I'm happy. <laughs> right? And I wouldn't trade my life for yours anyway, so. I say it with all the love in me. Glory to God. Praise God. Somebody's in their heart saying, boy, if they just shout one more time, I'd break loose. You just go ahead right there. Woo, glory. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Woo, glory. Glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen, amen, amen. All right. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Now that we're well medicated, you can be seated. Praise the Lord. We got sidetracked. We didn't say thank you to the veterans. We want to say thank you to you that were veterans. If you're a veteran, stand up. Yes. Yes. You've served in any of the departments, you know, the, any of the different. Amen. Thank you. 
Thank you very much. Appreciate you serving. Uh, we value our freedom. Thank you for standing out there against enemies uh, that would try to take that away from us. And, uh, you know, you, you might see some things that aren't right about America, but just go to some other countries and you'll see a lot of things going better here than you thought. Amen. So we appreciate your service. And uh, if you see some of these people uh, around during, you know, after service or, you know, after, during the week or something, just thank them. Let them know you appreciate them. Hallelujah. We're grateful. How many of you know we're grateful people? We have, we have a thankful heart for every, all the blessings we have. We might see things we're not thankful for, but what we do have, we're thankful for. Praise God. Amen. So uh, did you bring your Bible this morning? Uh, go with me to Matthew chapter number 11. Matthew chapter 11. <clears throat> we want to read something. This is a familiar passage of Scripture. But uh, just the Lord started talking to me about it on woke up Friday morning. Really started stirring in my heart something about this passage. Matthew chapter number 11. Look at verse 28 through 30. Jesus is speaking. Matthew eleven twenty-eight 28 through 30. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. I read that and I just think how good God is. He's... He's, he's not going to burden you. Or he doesn't have burdens for you. He has rest. Then he said, take my yoke upon you. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. For I am meek and lowly in heart and you shall find rest unto your souls. I believe the Amplified sentence says something about relief, ease, recreation, something like that. Did I say that about right? Refreshment. Hallelujah. Um, you never go to the Lord and get burdened. No. Now, you know, we were talking about prayer burdens. That's, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about <clears throat> for your personal life, something to carry around that's heavy, that's a weight, that's, that's depressing, you know, that's a, that, that makes life a struggle, that makes it hard and difficult. And, you know, people say that it's just so hard to serve God or hard, you know, to do this or hard to do that. But that's because they've made it hard. He didn't make it hard. He didn't put that burden on them. <clears throat> Whenever God offers you, and we'll talk about what this yoke is here in a minute, but when he offers you a yoke uh, to uh, take on and do something for him, and there's always, the enemy is always standing there with another yoke. And he'll say, here, take this. And uh, he'll try to make what God gave you to do a burden. The enemy will try to make it a burden. And uh, make it, you know, and he'll try to get that on, unwillingness on the inside of us to where everything is hard. But uh, let's talk about this this morning and let's look at how we can avoid that happening. Amen. Uh, look here, uh, let's finish what it says. Let's read verse 29 again. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I'm meek and lowly in heart, and you'll find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Hallelujah. Light and easy. That's the flow that he ordained for your life. Not burdened, heavy, you know, you dread taking the yoke. It's a heavy thing for you. No. No, no. He didn't make it that way. Let's not turn it that way. 
Let's be, let's be people who, like Pastor Nancy was preaching this past weekend. I hope you got the, if you didn't get, it, get those services, you didn't listen to those, do something this week, set aside some time, get, the, you know, listen to those services. But uh, she was saying, uh, delight yourself in the Lord. Or she actually, it says, uh, delight in his commandments. Blesses the man that delights in his commandments. Not just 10 commandments, but what he tells you to do. Delight in what he tells you to do. What's he assigned you to do? Uh, it pleases him if you do that with delight. You do it with joy. Praise the Lord. And actually, if you look up the word delight there, this is Psalm 112.1. If you look up the word delight, it has a lot to do with enjoyment and pleasure. Are you enjoying doing what God told you to do? Well, no, it's always a struggle. You know, I got other things I'm more interested in. Well, you're not getting any reward out of it then. That's right. That's right. Amen. Amen. That's good. Some people would always rather be somewhere else. They, they want to be with their hobbies. They want to be with this. They want to be with that. My favorite thing all week is the plan of God. Yes. Best thing all week. And I enjoy other things as well. But I don't, I don't put those first. And uh, this verse... Uh, here is similar uh, thought, this Matthew 28, uh, Matthew 11, 28 through 30, is a similar thought to what Pastor Nancy was preaching on. And uh, I want to look at this here a little closer because you can read this and not really understand what it's saying. I know I did for years, and I'm sure, I'm, I'm sure there's more light here than what I see now. But uh, let's just look at it and understand what it says in verse number 29, take my yoke upon you. So um, he's offering many people... A, you, he calls it here a yoke, but what that is, is a part of his plan. He has something for you to, to participate in, to participate. He wants you to participate in part of his plan. He has something for you to do for him. Isn't that right? And uh, so he said, take that yoke. Now, remember, it's light and easy. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. You read that, take my yoke, and you think, oh, my, that sounds like work. Well, you're not the only one in the yoke. You're not the only one in the yoke. The, one, the, the big horse, now, I'm not calling Jesus a horse, but to use, you know, this, this yoke is an Jesus is using an illustration of two animals working together. He said, take my yoke. This is my yoke. In other words, I'm in this with you. Um, and he's using, a, you know, two oxen or horses or something that, you know, the old days they put them in a yoke where they both work together. And then there's a, a tongue that goes back to the equipment or machine and they would pull together and uh, bring that plow forward or whatever. And uh, so really in this yoke, Jesus is the big horse. He's the one doing all the work. And your job is just to step by, keep in step with him. Just anything he says, do, do it. Just do it. And then your job is not to take the burden. Yeah. Yeah. Listen to me very carefully. Your job is to take the responsibility uh -huh. of doing what he said do, but not the burden of the outcome. Yeah. That's good. That's good. In other words, not being anxious about the outcome. Right. Yeah. Right. Not the weight, not the worry. Yes, right. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Amen. A lot of pastors have died prematurely because they have taken the burden. Yeah. Right of everybody in the church on themselves, and it killed them. 
You know, everything, this person's going through that, this person's going through that, right. and they're under the weight of all yeah. that. Yeah. Now, I understand that because the Lord dealt with me one time. He, there was, I, I don't normally get the flu anymore. Right. I mean, during winter season. I mean, it might try to attack me, but you, I get off of him pretty quick. Yeah. But it used to, uh, but, but one particular winter, I got it three times. And on the third, this was probably, I don't know, 12, 15 years ago, maybe. Yeah. But on the third time, I said, all right, Lord, something's wrong. Yeah. I said, this isn't normal. I'm the redeemed of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Now, some people, they just, well, this is just what goes around. We all get it, you know, but you, you don't have to accept it. So I said, Lord, what is it? It's on my end, not on your end. Something on, and he gave me three things. And I'll, I'll just tell you the one of them. He said, and, and the second one, the one he addressed me the second was, he said, you know, you're taking the care of all the people on yourself, the congregation. You're taking the care of it. Amen. Worrying, anxious. Sometimes calling it prayer. But it was a worry session. Now, you've never done that, but pastor's telling you how not to do that, you know. Amen. So he said, you know, you've been taking all that. I said, Lord, you're right. You're right. You're right. I know it. I know it. I know it. I know it. And so I just had to make that switch. Amen. That's the last I got it that winter. And I just don't, don't get it. I mean, it'll try to attack me. You understand? So anyway, take my yoke. Not, not the devil's yoke. Take my yoke. Or circle that. My, not the devil's. My yoke. My yoke. And learn of me. So really, what is that yoke? He's offering you a part in his great plan. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad God didn't leave you out of his plan? Everybody else has got something that he has planned for them, but we're left out. Aren't you glad you're not left out? Thank God. So... Um, but he, he invites you really to come into this and take this yoke. He said, take my yoke. So he's offering something for you to do for his kingdom. And listen, those that delight, remember Pastor Nancy's preaching Psalm 112, 1, those that delight in his commandments, they're the ones that wealth and riches will be in their house. There's a lot attached to just delighting in taking on what he said to do. Amen. And so he said, take it. Don't take the weight of it. Take the, uh, the uh, in other words, to take it means enter into it by faith. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Example is whenever the Lord said, there's a further plan for you. And I was down in Kansas City. There's a further plan for you here, for your ministry here. Well, that, that set us to praying about that. And when we knew what it was, we, we started taking that. We didn't say, oh, that's, that sounds like a lot of work. Huh? You know. No, we took it. Yeah. Gladly. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. I get to thinking about it every now and then, get to get mental about it, yeah. and I lose my gladness. So I get yeah. back out of my yeah. thinking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. I love, to, I love to do the will of God. Yeah. Delight in it. Joy. Yeah. The, the word delight there in the Hebrew means enjoyment and pleasure. Yeah. Do you ever... Do you ever want to do more for people whenever they delight, like if you're, they're an employee, they delight in working for you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. What about those ones that just kind of show up late and kind of half-hearted and sort of putting in their time, you know, just barely doing the minimum? Now, they might end up getting fired. Amen. Amen. So the Lord, where, where'd you get that? Why, why, why does that affect you that way? Well, that's the way the Lord is. Well, praise the Lord. So take it. Amen. Enter into it with joy. 
saying, yes, Lord. In other words, agree with God. It's, it's an agreement. It's saying yes to his plan. And that's what it means to take it. It means you're, you're in agreement. You are, you are all in with joy. With, you jump in with both feet. Where do I sign? Here, right here, sign right there, right there. Thank you. Oh, I'm so glad about this. Woo, glory to God. What am I getting paid? Nothing. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> Amen. Not as many people rejoiced on that part, but listen, people say, man, they need to pay everybody here at the church. Pastor Debbie and I worked for, how many years was it, honey, in healing school? 12 years maybe or something like that. And the thought of being paid never crossed our mind. Thank you. Yeah. We're just so glad to be there. Yeah. What a privilege. Yeah. And then they ask us to teach. Oh, pinch, pinch, pinch. Know, right? <laughs> Somebody would have said, we ought to pay you. We'd have said, oh, never thought about that. Never thought about that. Just glad to be here. Well, if I don't get paid and I can't serve, well, then you never get promoted. God, God That's being money-minded. That's, uh, that's being a hireling. It's being a hireling. Well, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. But so he said, take it and take it with joy. Take it with delight. And then so uh, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. And so you enter into that assignment that he gives you. You obey the commandment with delight. Um, and really what it means to take, it means to bring your faith to it. Amen. Enter in. That's how you take. Amen. You take by faith. Amen. So you enter into it by faith and you take the plan of God that he's revealed to you as his will for your lives. And so uh, that's agreement. That's saying yes. And you do it with joy. And when you take it, don't take it with hardness. Yeah, what I mean by that is. Uh, it's, it's a burden to you to take it. I love a story. Anybody ever know? Well, years ago, I don't remember when he would passed on. John Osteen pastored before Joe Osteen took the church. Um, oh, a powerful man of God. Just, we used to enjoy him going. He'd come to camp meeting, Brother Higgins' camp meeting. We enjoy his ministry. Um, Pastor Debbie, one time listening to him, got so fired up. Man, she, she anyway, I can tell you that story. That's another story. But uh, she ministered to somebody and helped get them free. But, um, but anyway, he was preaching and he said one time, he said, the Lord showed him a vision of, and I don't know how, what it related to, something that God wanted him to do. And I don't remember what it was. I don't know if it was pastoring or what the situation was. But he had a vision about this particular thing he was, the Lord was talking to him about doing. And the Lord in the vision showed him the cross, Jesus' cross, or well, actually his cross. Bob said, take up your cross and follow me. And he saw the cross and he said, and, and the, the instructions came, pick that up, yeah. take it up. Yeah. In other words, that's what he's saying here. Take it up. Take it up. <clears throat> and uh, John Osteen was so reluctant to do it. Yeah. You know, it looks like it's heavy. Yeah. I don't know if I want to, I don't know if I want to carry that, you yeah. know, yeah. for the rest of my life as an assignment, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. And he was so, so uh, reluctant to do it, but the Lord kept encouraging him to do it. So, he, so thinking that it would be real heavy he went over there to pick it up, and when he picked it up, it lifted him. He didn't lift it. It came up and lifted him. Woo. 
I'll I'll tell you right, there's exactly what will happen when you take up his yoke, when you say yes to his plan, and you say, I'll obey you in this, it will lift you. It will take you to a higher place. Greater blessings. It will not be a burden. It will carry you. You'll have grace to do it. Come on, somebody. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. And so you just say yes to it. You add your agreement to the plan. And you do it gladly, with joy, without a heavy heart. Amen. Remember uh, when Jonah was given a yoke to take, to carry to Nineveh, you remember? He didn't want to do it. He, whatever direction Nineveh was, let's say Nineveh was south, he went north. God in that boat went the other direction. So he didn't take up the yoke and he got in big trouble for it. God didn't do that, but he opened the door to the devil. Disobedience. And so he went the other direction. But you remember, uh, so, so really, that's the way a lot of these things are. When the Lord gives you an assignment, the enemy will also bring a yoke. There will always be another yoke close by the Lord's yoke. There will always be a voice saying, you don't want to do that. You know, that's going to be hard. You know, you won't have enough money. If you do that. No, the devil's a liar. He's a liar. There's greater prosperity there for you than there is anywhere else. And you could, any other place you could decide you want to be, there's more prosperity for you in the plan. Amen. Might not have been your plan, but it's where his supply is. Amen. <laughs> And so there was a yoke there laying beside the, lo- the yoke the Lord told him to pick up. And the enemy, now, now in this case, he didn't pick up the Lord's yoke. Jonah, I'm talking about. He didn't pick up the Lord's yoke. He picked up the devil's yoke and said, I don't want to do that. That'd be hard. I mean, you know. And, uh, but then later, if you read the story very carefully, he, of course, he got swallowed by the fish and then spit out and said, I think I will. Uh, <laughs> So he got, he got, uh, he picked up the yoke, but if you look at it carefully, even when he went and obeyed and they repented and, uh, the judgment didn't come because the the message was go to Nineveh, tell them, you know, to repent because there's judgment coming. He, he went and preached it. They repented. Judgment didn't come because they repented. Thank God. Cause God's merciful. We ought to be glad about that. Well, I prophesied and it didn't come to pass. Well, it was conditional and they obeyed. The, they, they made the adjustment. It didn't come to pass. Be glad about it. Praise the Lord. Amen. <laughs> but they, they repented. It didn't come to pass. And Jonah had a pity party about it. No, I don't look like a good prophet. He's out there under that tree. Remember, he's pouting and complaining. Yes, sir. So here, first of all, he didn't pick up the Lord's yoke. He picked up the devil's yoke. But then he went back and picked up the, the Lord's yoke, but he didn't let go of the devil's yoke. Right. He was still heavy about it. Ooh, so you can, you, you can do either total disobedience to the Lord and not take up his yoke, or you can take up the Lord's yoke and take up the devil's at the same time. Yeah. Amen. You can do that. I'm not encouraging you to do that, but you can. And really do something the Lord said, but you're doing it unwilling and doing it without delight. You dread every time you think about it, you got to do it. I remember years ago, when we first came here to pastor, um, it wasn't, I don't know, a couple times there when we first started pastoring, 
uh, we had Miss Kate McVeigh come to the church. Real blessing, good ministry. And I'll never forget it. After a couple of years of being off the road uh, and sitting talking to her just between services, just fellowshipping, she would tell stories about the road and things that happened out there. And uh, just hearing those stories made everything within me start cringing because uh, I just remembered all the stuff you encounter out on the road. Now, I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, but just a lot of different different people's thinking, a lot of different flows, uh, a lot of in, uh, uncomfortable things on the flesh, you know, just a lot of, lot of that kind of thing. And whenever she was talking, I'll never forget it. Pastor Debbie and I took pizza up to her hotel room. We're sitting there talking to her and uh, we're fellowshipping. And she's telling these stories about things going on. And I started inside like, oh, I don't want anything to do with the road again. Oh, no, and I literally, the more she talked, the more, I, I got physically ill in my stomach, physically ill. And I walked out of, there was one of those rooms, you got two, you got a door, two rooms. I walked out of that room and went over to the other room just to get away from that because I'm physically getting ill. And the Lord spoke to me. Anybody ever want to hear? Uh-oh, you know, he said, don't get unwilling to go out there again. He said, if you, start, if you start pushing this away from you, you're pushing away something I have for you. Well, hallelujah. So because I was, the thought of ever doing that again, ever traveling again, was, it was, it was making me literally physically ill. That's not willingness. That's not delight. Amen. I don't know if you've ever done. Anybody know what I'm talking about? The devil will fight you in the area of God's plan for your life. He'll, he'll try to make that something you don't want to do. Don't take his yoke up. Don't take his yoke up. Amen. Praise the Lord. Anybody getting what I'm talking about? Brother Andre, he grew up in Detroit. And, and as far as I can tell, enjoyed it there and everything. You know, that's if you grew up in something and, you know, it's just kind of your normal. So I don't know. Did y'all meet? Is that why you, you started coming down here? Or did you come down here for something else? <clears throat> you met in Michigan. And so uh, they, he assumed that she would move to Michigan. <laughs> I remember that discussion. I remember you talking about it. And the Lord, and they, you know, they, but they went to prayer with an open heart and the Lord spoke to them to come here. And that was uh, not his plan, you know. Where's that? Iowa? Is that where they grow the potatoes, you know? So, um, but, but he did it willingly. God's blessing him greatly here. Glory to God. Delight is where your prosperity is. Delight is where the goodness of God is. Thank you, Jesus. So, um, but you can, you can see here, take my yoke. Notice how he said that. Take my yoke. It's clearly evident that Jesus is telling us that there's another yoke going to be there. And don't pick that one up. Don't pick that one up. Amen. It's offered, but don't pick it up. It's always present right there close to the Lord's yoke. And it's a yoke offered by the enemy of hardness, difficulty, uh, complaining, unwillingness, doing it with dread. 
The Lord said this to me one time. He said, because I've had my taste of years of, un, you know, I remember a year at a time, one couple of times, uh, unwillingness. And the Lord said to me, he said, there's no more blessing in unwilling obedience than there is in disobedience. So I had to gladden myself in the Lord. And once you gladden yourself in the Lord, you realize this is really, he he has my best interest at heart here. He's not asking me to, you know, uh, sacrifice everything I want out of life. He's just asking me to do his will, put it first and do it with delight. And then Matthew 6, 33, he'll add all these other things to me. Glory to God. Ah, I'm, I'm signing up. I, I already signed up. In fact, I didn't sign up. I just jumped in with all, all my, well, both feet and both hands. I'm all in. Praise the Lord. Well, I had something I wanted to do today, and Pastor called. He asked if I could do so-and-so. Delight in it. Pass the test. Pass the test. Glory to God. If you, you, you say yes to the plan of God, then uh, not, that, not that everything we're asking is the plan of God, but, you know, I'm just right. you're talking about something in the church. Yes. Yes. But if you say yes to the plan of God, God will multiply whatever you said, you, you know, I'll put that on hold and do that later. God will bring that back around, multiply that back to your life. And you'll richly enjoy things that nobody else gets to enjoy because they don't, get, they don't serve with delight. You've got to get a hold of that statement Pastor Nancy made about Psalm 37, four, uh, three, 3 and 4. Mm-hmm. Psalm 37 says, Psalm, delight yourself in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of, his, of your heart. Yeah. Is that verse 4? Verse 3, I think it says, if I'm on the right one, trust in the Lord. Yeah. Trust in the Lord and do good. Very thou be established in the land or something and thou shalt be fed. And then delight yourself in the Lord, and then he'll give you the desires of your heart. Is that verse 3 and 4? So notice, Pastor Nancy pointed this out. I said, she told me this in the vehicle, and I was like, how have I looked at that verse all these years and didn't see that? Trust, verse number 4, is that verse 3, trust in the Lord? Trust is how you get fed. Delight is how you get, what's he say? The desires of your heart. Some people get fed, but they don't get the desires of their heart because they use their faith, but they don't delight in the, in the commandments of God. I told her, how did I, how can I read that verse all those years and didn't see that? She laughed. I said, my goodness, that's, that's so powerful. So powerful. Powerful. Right there's why some people aren't thriving. They don't enjoy the planet. It's a, well, yeah, am I going to get anything out of it? Yes, you're going to get something out of it. But not that, not that attitude. You ought to delight in it if it was nothing. You weren't going to get anything out of it. Just because you love him. Just because to please him. Everything he's done for you. Have we forgotten what he's done for us? We need not forget. Well, praise the Lord. I don't know where I am in my notes, but it's all good. <laughs> praise God. So there's another yoke laying there. Don't pick that up. You can respond to God's offer to, to, to do something, to partake of his plan. And uh, you can do it 
with wrong thinking. Meaning, you know, unwilling and so forth. And, and that, that's exactly what this dread thought was designed to do, is to keep you from being, getting the blessing out of the plan of God. Amen. So his yoke is easy, but you can turn it hard by taking the devil's thoughts of hardness inside of you. Job 22:21 says, "Acquaint now yourself with him, agree with God. Agree with God." How many of you know agreement is not agreement if it's not done with delight? It might be obedience, but it's not agreement. Well, I'll do it, but it's not agreement. But let's keep on reading. Job says, "Acquaint now 21:22 amplified. Acquaint now yourself with him, agree with God, and show yourself to be conformed to his will. Uh, and be at peace yep. by that, mm-hmm. by what he just said, you shall prosper yes. and great good shall come to you. Yes. Amen. Prosperity and great good. Yes. Yeah. That's the kind of good that gets everybody's attention. Yeah. Not just a little bit that nobody notices. It's like, whoa. Whoa, uh-huh. yeah. great good great. shall come to you and prosperity will come to you. Yeah. Why? Because you agree. Yeah. Agreement's not agreement if it's not done with delight. Yeah. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. So what he's saying is, is that a lack of agreement keeps people broke. Yeah. Amen. Or let's put it this way, a lack of delightful agreement. Yes, I would love to do that, Lord. Oh, what a privilege. What a joy. You counted me and you thought of me. Yes. Come on. Amen. 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 Doesn't that just make you want to just do something for them? People do that for you. Let's say they're an employee. You just want to, where's the checkbook? Just, just give them a bonus. I mean, just, it's so refreshing. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So um, agreement's not agreement unless it's done with delight. So God's blessings flow easily to every man, but that hardness that has gotten inside the person's heart or mind is a hindrance to those blessings. You know, there's no good thing he withholds from those that walk uprightly. So uh, the blessings of God have a free flow to them. Romans, uh, what is it? Romans chapter number 8 where it talks about the, uh, uh, he, he gives us freely uh, he, all things. Remember, he said, he spared not his own son, but delivered him up for his own. How shall he not also with him freely give us all things? Is that Romans 8, what is that, verse 32, something like that? Um, I have it written here somewhere. Yes, 32. 32, Romans 8, 32. If he spared not his own son, he'll freely give us all things. Do you know that's the flow of his blessings toward you? They're free? Yes. They're not, they're, 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 it's, in other words, you could put it this way, it's an easy flowing thing. Yes. Yes. It's not flowing to you on, on skids grinding, trying to get to your life. No, freely. Like it's all on ball bearings, just once a week. Exactly right. Amen. 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 At least you got it, right? So he said here, 
that these blessings, that's what Romans 8, 32 is saying, they flow freely. There's no reluctance in God. There's no, there's no, well, let's see, let's let them be a little bit, let's, let's, let's let them behave a little longer, you know, whatever. No, they're, they're all free. And they flow free. So it's an easy flow, not a reluctant flow, not a hard flow. So give him an equal return. Amen. Hallelujah. So God's blessings, they flow easily to every man, but it's hardness in, that has got into people's hearts and minds that is the hindrance. Meaning they don't respond freely. You know what I mean by that? In other words, it's always hard. It's not always immediate. It's always, I'll think about it. I got other things I'd rather do, but I'll see if I can get around to it. You know, if I get time after we do all the things we want to do, if I get time, is your life his or is your life yours? Amen. So get in the delightful flow and it'll make things come easy. God's into easy. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. He's into easy. He's not trying to make your life terrible. Oh, if I serve God, he might make me marry somebody ugly, you know. (laughs) The devil will tell you about anything you listen to. You know what I'm talking about? (laughs) Praise the Lord. Let me read that again. Get in the delightful flow and it'll make things come to you easy. Because the, the response in you is free. It's, it's easy. It's not, oh, Lord Jesus, help us to see what we're talking about this morning. And so, yes, you'll still need to use your faith, you understand. That doesn't mean you won't have to use your faith. But the hindrances being removed will keep things from coming so labored and such, with such a grind. See, the hindrance it can get inside of our heart and our mind of, uh, the, you know what I mean by hindrance? I mean the unwilling, the, the, the labored, yeah. willing. Yeah. We're not delighted, in other words. Yeah. We're not delighted. It, that delight is what makes it easy. That, that delightful flow is the easy flow. Yeah. You ought to write that down. The delightful flow is the easy flow. Flow in the delight of doing what he says. And if that means putting things you might have preferred to do today or, you know, in life right now, you know, a second or something, you're delighted. You're delighted. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. God's good. Get in the delightful flow. You'll find, you'll, you'll find him very delightful. He'll take care of you in delightful ways. Praise the Lord. So, um, you, it's, if it's hard, you're not doing it right. <laughs> That's the way the Lord said it to me one time. If everything's a grind, in other words, all the blessings of God, they're just grinding their way slowly into your life. He said, you're not doing it right. That's good. That's good. What, what is he referring to? You're not delighting. You're not delighting. Hallelujah. Well, that's another one you ought to write down. Hardness, 
in the flow of abundance comes because of a wrong response. In other words, no delight in your response. Get up uh, in the delightful flow and it'll take you to where you want to go. It's a little like a hot air balloon. You get, you know, you ever seen those baskets with the big balloon? They light that burner and it fills up with hot air and the hot air, you know, hot air rises. So it, it begins to pick the basket up and they get in there and they'll go up. And basically on the ground, we learned this in aviation, um, there's always a flow of, you know, on the ground, there's always a flow of air, but you can get up a few thousand feet or something and the flow can be totally different and it's a different speed, maybe even a different direction. So that's what they do with those hot air balloons to determine where they go. They might go higher or lower to get in a different flow. They want to go south. There's a flow. If they can find a flow. Maybe, maybe there's no flow that way that day, but, but um, there's certain flows at different elevations. So they'll just get in the flow that takes them where they want to go. Well, can you see how we're, how we're applying that to this? You get in the flow that, you want, that, that takes you where you want to go. It's the delightful flow. You get in the delightful flow. And it'll take you where you want to go. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Because it'll accomplish many things that you can't accomplish. You, if you wanted to take that balloon in a direction that there's no flow that direction, you would labor at that level. You would labor, difficult labor, in order to get it to go that direction. And so that's why things are hard sometimes. People aren't in the flow that takes them where they want to go. But if they just get in the flow, takes them where they want to go, everything's light and easy now. So get up in the delightful flow and it'll take you where you want to go. Why do I say up? Because down here's the flesh. I want this. I want that. I want that. It's it, it just such a grind. Everything's a grind down there. Get up in the delightful flow and God knows the desires of your heart. He said, delight yourself in the Lord and I'll give you the desires of your heart. And so he said, okay, I know where you want to go. I'll put what you desire down in this direction and the delightful flow will take you there. It's on the path where you, it's on the path. Get in the delightful flow of that path and you, what you desire in life will show up. Glory be to God. So agree with God. Don't let the devil tell you uh, there's nothing on that path you want. There's everything on that path you want. Everything you want. It might not show up by Friday night, the end of this week. But it will show up. It will show up. Especially if you get in the delightful flow and you stay in the delightful flow. Well, it's been a whole year and I ain't seen all the desires of my heart. Just stay in there and stay happy. <laughs> Amen. Don't, don't get out of that flow. It'll keep you broke or take you back down to being broke. Praise the Lord. Are you glad you came this morning? And so uh, if it's hard, you're not doing it right. Get, get up in the delightful flow. Get in the flow that accomplishes what you desire. He said he'll give you the, de- see, put that together. He'll give you the desires of your heart. What is that? Psalm, uh, Psalm 37, 4. Delight yourself in the Lord. He'll give you the desires of your heart. He's faithful. Trust him. Trust him. Trust him that if I delight myself in him, I'll end up exactly where I want in, in all the blessings of God. Do you trust him? 
Do you trust him? That means you delight yourself and you cast the care of it all coming to pass over on him. And I'm in the flow going there. Praise the Lord. No delight, no flow. Amen. No flow to take you where you want to go. Listen to this. You don't produce the easy flow. You just get in it. Amen. That balloon, it doesn't produce the flow. The flow's already there. God's got the flow for you to get you where you need to go or where you want to go. You don't produce the flow. Your delight doesn't produce the flow. It just raises you up to get in that flow. It's there all the time. The whole time you're down here dreading and being unwilling and all that, there's a flow up a little higher. It'll take you there. Your delight doesn't create it. It just lifts you up above the flesh and the mind and all the stuff that keeps you weighed down, keeps you so heavy you don't get up into the delight that takes you there. Praise the Lord. So get in the flow because the flow will accomplish what you desire. It'll take you the direction you want to go. Hallelujah. Now, um, it's beneath your exalted position to always struggle. That's not what you're called to in life. Remember, he's raised us above, far above, seated far above. That ex- that's an exalted position spiritually, a new in Christ position. And that's not a place of struggle. I'm not preaching, criticizing anyone that has struggled, but to live there for the rest of your life and to be there perpetually, something's not right. Something ain't right. Amen. That's beneath your exalted position. It's not the flow God has intended you to to operate in. So uh, find out where it is you're not delighting. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. It might just be simple as showing up on Wednesday nights. I'm not trying to get people in church. Listen, I got beyond that. Five people show up, whatever. I'm just simply saying, for your own sake. <laughs> just start delighting in his plan rather than, oh, that's us. It's always whenever I get time to do my own thing. Well, how's that going for you? <clears throat> Deuteronomy 30, verse number 19, he said, I've set before you life and death, blessing and cursing, you choose. You choose. That's what he said. When he said, take my yoke, he's basically saying, choose this. Choose it. Choose it. And then use your faith to pick that up and, uh, and uh, let that take you where you're going. Amen. And so it's plain here from this verse, take my yoke upon you. It's plain that he's saying that we must take up this flow and enter into this flow. Um, there's, a, there's a place above the flesh. Yes. It's really in the spirit. It's really what it is. Yes. But it's, it's a place where your spirit, actually, you delight in, in, after the plan of God in your heart. Your spirit man wants the plan of God. Yes. He delights in it. Yes. So basically what we're saying is get out of the flesh and over into your heart and tap into the joy of what your heart wants. Your heart wants some things. Your flesh wants some things. Your mind has some things figured out. Which one are you going to live out of? 
Amen. It's wrong for Christians to always be down in the battle. Down in the struggle. Down in the... It's always difficult. Always hard. Always a dread. Always a grind. That's just not the flow God has for you. That's wrong. Amen. You're supposed to be up in the victory. Up in the, the finished work. Up in willingness. Up in delight. Amen. The rest of faith. Praise the Lord. There's an Old Testament story about a, a, a king, uh, when they returned to re- rebuild the walls in the Old Testament. Remember the Babylonian captivity happened for 70 years. And then they came back and they started rebuilding the walls and, and the temple. They started with their houses and that's when that prophecy came. You're, you're building your houses, but the temple lies waste. Put it first, you know. So they turned and made that adjustment. They're rebuilding the walls, rebuilding the temple. And the Bible says that Shenecarib, he's a good, he's one of the best types of the devil in the Bible you ever saw. <laughs> he's, he's personified devil. But one of the things he did was he's the enemy trying to keep them from getting the wall built because if they got the wall built, that's a fortress and, you know, they could then could begin to prosper and begin to su- succeed. So he's trying to keep it from happening, Shenecarib. And he says to... Uh, I'm trying to remember the man's name. Was it Nehemiah, maybe, or whoever was in charge of rebuilding? Nehemiah was in charge of rebuilding the wall. Somebody was asking to come down. He said, come down to the valley of oh, no, and let us talk this over. O-N-O, oh, no, oh, no. That's what he said. Remember that story? And so uh, he wanted to talk this over, make a deal. Amen. But don't you let the devil bring you down to the valley of oh, no. Hallelujah. Stay in your seat far above. Stay in your seat that says, oh, joy. Oh, joy. Oh, delighting in the will of God. Delighting in the will of God. Delighting in the will of God. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, I get to do what God told me to do. Oh, I delight in this. Stay up in that. Don't come down to, oh, no. Amen. It'll make you rich beyond your wildest dreams. Did you feel the unbelief on that? Before they're, hallelujah. Yeah. Literally. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is an honor issue. That's what this is. It is an honor to be asked to do something for God. It is an honor to be an usher. The the psalmist said, I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of God than dwell in the tents of the wicked. It is, if you have that kind of delight for serving God and and ministering to the people and so forth, if you have that kind of joy and delight on the inside of you, that shows you honor what God asks you to do. It's really an honor issue. Honor is expressed in doing his commandments with delight. That's exactly right. Being delighted and honored to be asked is the only response that he is worthy of. He's not worthy of, oh, well. You know, whenever he went to the cross, you think he said, yippee. I mean, I'm talking about his flesh. But he said, I delight to do thy will, O God. Not my will, your will be done. And he, he went and did. Something his flesh did not want to do. That's why he's sweating great drops as of blood in the garden. His flesh did not want to do that. 
That's why he said, is there any other way? <laughs> Father, is there any other way? Hebrews said he learned obedience. He learned obedience. So he, he would never disobey, but he learned to always obey. And uh, we know that, uh, you know, he did it. And the, the great benefit for us out of that is tremendous. Isn't he worthy of the same harvest back to him of us serving him? Same doing it with joy. Even when our flesh doesn't feel any joy. We just keep living out of our heart, not our flesh. I'm living in the joy and the delight of my spirit. My spirit loves this. Because really, it know, your spirit man knows something your, your head doesn't know, your flesh doesn't know. It knows that this is going to take me into a delightful place. Hallelujah. 1 John 5, 3, it says, this is the love of God that we keep His commandments, and His commandments are not grievous. Not grievous. Let's not turn them grievous. By, you know, oh, being, you know, backpedaling. We don't want to do that. Um, I remember Richard Sigmund. Anybody ever read that? I think it's in our bookstore, that book. Is it called My Time in Heaven? Richard Sigmund wrote that book. There was two, two occasions in that book when he had that vision. Really, he died and went to heaven. But it's two occasions, if you read it, that in heaven, God asked him to do something that he didn't want to do. One was after the vision, God wanted him to go back to the earth. Nobody that's ever been in heaven ever wants to come back. We don't have any record in the Bible of anybody in hell that didn't want out. So don't, don't let the devil lie to you. If you're watching me on that camera, that's a lie of the devil. You're going to hell and party. Everybody we have record of wanted out. If they were in hell, they wanted out. The rich man, the rich man in Lazarus' story, he wanted out. And so, um, but this man, he's, he's in heaven and Jesus said, it's my will that you go back and tell people, I'm Richard Sigmund, tell people that it's what you saw and, and tell them I want them to come here and tell them to be born again and so forth. And so whenever Jesus said that, he said, he, 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 everything in him started going, no, I don't want to, you know, I started backing up and the Lord spoke to him because the Lord doesn't even need you to say anything. He sees your heart. Maybe nobody else does, but he sees it. Aren't you glad your, TV, your, your forehead doesn't have a TV screen on it and it shows everything that's going through your heart? People come to church with their bangs all the way down over it, you know. I'm happy, I'm happy, I'm happy. No, no, look at the TV screen. <laughs> anyway, but the Lord knew his heart. He knew he didn't want to go back to the earth. And he said, the Lord quoted him this verse, my commandments are not grievous. My commandments are not grievous. And he said, there's no unwillingness in heaven. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So he, um, he uh, made the adjustment. Of course, he came back. But, but I want you to notice that uh, th this is true. That his commandments are not grievous. But we just shouldn't turn them grievous by all the unwillingness. Hallelujah. So it's a privilege. Say it, say it out loud, it's a privilege to enter in part of God's plan. Even if it's just a little bit, just cleaning the church, just, I mean, in, in people's eyes, it's a little bit. But to God's eyes, boy, if you're over there doing that with joy and delight, woo, hallelujah, next service, man, this is going to be clean. Woo. The Lord will see that. Hallelujah, I said he'll see that. 
Stand with me to your feet. Did you get anything out of this this morning? It's a privilege to take up part of his plan. But just remember the enemy standing there. He's offering you uh, unwillingness and so forth. Um, and listen, here's another thing. Doing it willingly or doing it with, with delight equals doing it without a complaint. Dr. Dufresne said he went, after God told him to move to Tulsa, he went to Tulsa for a while and started a church there. And the church thrived and succeeded and everything. But um, in the course of being there, of course, he's used to being in Southern California, but being in Tulsa, it gets colder during the winter. And uh, he was, he had just moved there. I think it was the first winter during, you know, when he first moved back to Tulsa. Uh, it was real cold outside. And he went to meet Brother Hagin or saw Brother Hagin in a meeting or something like that. And Brother Hagin said, how are you doing, Dr. Dufresne? He said, man, I'm just chilled to the bone. It's cold here. Brother Hagin said, stop complaining. Oh, oh. there it is. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> wow. Wow, wow, wow. Quit complaining. You know what that revealed? That means that revealed Brother Hagin had rid his life of any complaint, of anything that was uncomfortable, I mean, the least thing that was uncomfortable on his flesh in the will of God. He had rid his life of complaining about it. Whew. No wonder God was delighted to use him. Hallelujah. You know, if you keep the complaint, you, you keep the complaining out, it'll keep the door closed to the devil. You might want to write this verse down. 1 Corinthians 10, 10 says, neither murmur ye as some of them murmured and they were destroyed of the destroyer. Murmur in the Greek means complained. Complaining opens the door to the devil. And so Brother Hagin was, was helping Dr. Dufresne out. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Keep that door closed to the devil. Even if it's uncomfortable on your flesh. Amen. Winter's coming. How many of you know winter's coming in Iowa? Oh, we love the will of God. Oh, we love the will of God. <laughs> Complaining is, uh, is an ungrateful thing. We're not ungrateful for the plan of God. Hallelujah. And so Brother Hagin had learned to take the Lord's yoke upon him and not even for a moment have any fellowship with the suggestions of the enemy to be unwilling or to complain. Amen. That's why he didn't tolerate it in his presence. He, he was so used to it, being intolerant of it in his life that when it showed up in his presence, he said, stop complaining. In other words, I don't want that to affect my, my ears. I don't want that getting in my spirit. Whoa. So we're all sucking it up now, aren't we? Amen. You know, when you start complaining, you're going to start letting it inside. And that could start making everything a grind. Not going to happen here. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. There are, there are things God asks us to do. Walk by faith is one of them. That's really for our good. Israel was bound by Egyptian bondage, and they complained about their Egyptian masters and all of that, which, you know, wasn't right. I'm not saying it was right, but hey, 
How many of you know they can do whatever they do on the outside, but they can't make you be all bitter on the inside? And they got in that flow, and whenever they came out, when God said, I want you to use your faith, get out of here, and use your faith to get into Canaan's land, on that trip to into Canaan's land, they did nothing but complain. They did nothing but complain. You know what happened as a result of that? It opened the door to snakes. It, it bit them. And uh, they died in the wilderness. Uh, you know, a whole bunch of them. So... Um, Complaining just keeps you right where you are. You'll die right where you are. You complain, you remain. You praise, you be grateful, you, you delight in the plan of God, and that flow will start taking you forward. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We delight in His plan. We delight in doing it in Iowa. <laughs> Hallelujah. I think I better stop the jokes about, you know, Iowa winners. How many of you want to just say, oh, thank God for the privilege of serving him wherever we are. Don't think I'm gunning for you, man. I'm getting convicted myself. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You can be assigned to a place then and be there for a long time. And gets, it's, it's just the same old, same old every day, and it'll become a drudgery to you. You know that's a choice? Yes. You can delight yourself there, and every day it's just a continual feast. Delight yourself there. Well, I want to move on. Yeah, delight is how you move on. Delight. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. Same old walls, same old office, same old computer screen, same old staff around me, same old, same old, same old, same old. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Father, we lift our hands and our voices. We're so thankful for your gracious gift to us of asking us and, and uh, commanding us in uh, an area of service. We receive it with delight. Glory to God. Lord, you are faithful. If we delight in you, we, you are faithful to take us where all the desires of our heart are fulfilled. Thank you for that. We trust you. Father, any of us that need to make adjustments, we just reach down on the inside and we make adjustments. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. How many of you know this is not just when you're, let's, let's say it's the job that God gave you and and, and that's where the delight is to be in challenge. How many of you know it's not just about being delightful when you're there, but it's about being delightful all day long. That evening when you're talking to your spouse. Come on, just, yeah, just delighted, just delighted. Praise the Lord. Amen.